the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. Here on CBS Sports, that's Tom Fernelli, that's Danny Cannell, that's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at youtube.com slash cover three and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe, smash that like, and come and join us in the chat, a.k.a. the Cover 3 tailgate, 12.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, and we are awaiting the reveal of the college football playoff for the 2023 season. So, um, you know, thanks to everybody who tuned into the Instant Reaction Show last night. We had a massive audience, a lot more continuing to go back where we we discussed sort of the, the big philosophical questions that the selection committee has to answer in addition to you know breaking down actual games you know it was pretty good so um danny it, as as we are nearing we're, we're gonna honestly we're gonna end up reacting to this live um you'll probably hit a break and then do some good matchup breakdowns on the other side of this so before we uh we we know who ends up making it into those four spots danny at how, how are you feeling? I mean, it's been a conversation. It has yeah. been a, a hot debate. Uh, final word before we find out who's actually in. Uh, I'm genuinely pissed off. I, I, I hate this. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't like that somebody's going to get screwed because we can all agree on that. Uh, you know, a team that is deserving best, whatever term you want to le- use. And we've sat here for ten years, maybe even for twenty five, like since the BCS was created, and we've been okay with that. And that drives me nuts. And somehow that this debate and all this yelling and back and forth is supposedly good for the sport. The sport is good enough. It has rivalries. It has tradition. It has passionate fans. We don't need this garbage. And some of those players that feel like they've earned their way in on some team, whether it's Bama, Florida State, Texas, Georgia, whatever team that's on the outside looking in, is going to get left brokenhearted. Like, it's one thing for me to be upset, Bud to be upset, anybody, like, Whatever. We'll get over it. Those guys laid their lives on the line for it, and they're going to have to sit at home and watch the championship be played. Uh, It's a disgrace. I don't think – I think Georgia I would leave out of that conversation. You you had a chance, right? I mean, I I think that if we are, like, truly trying to draw a line, 
that Georgia losing to Alabama in like a game that, yeah, was just a field goal, but you know, they, Georgia played really well at the gate. You, you lost in the championship game. We've, uh, they have often argued that the conference championship games are the play into the playoff. So guess what? They were in the play in and they lost. You're out. You go home. I mean, it's, there are, there is the Kirby smart politicking for his fan base and for his players. But I think you talk to Kirby two months from now, but yeah, we wanted to be in the playoff. We should have beat Alabama. We weren't healthy enough and we didn't play well enough. So uh, this is, this to me, we've got five conference champions that are all undefeated or have one loss, five power, five conference champions for four spots. So yeah, somebody, Danny, to your point, there are players that are going to be just gutted by what's about to happen. But I, I think that's where I draw the line. No Ohio state, no Georgia. I think that that's the group that we're looking at. We're going to really have some hearts broken. But if those are the best teams, shouldn't they be in? Right. No. no. Where, 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 where do we draw the arbitrary line, right? Like from a power rating standpoint. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing power ratings. No, that's kind of the argument, right? Like well, power rating said Oregon was the Pac-12 champion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. You're making the point, Jeff. Power rating said Georgia was the SEC champion. Right. Power rating. Yeah, it's. Yeah. No, it's. So messed up. It the, the, let's be real. The only reason Georgia is still part of the quote unquote debate and conversation is because of what it's done in previous years. But like oh, you mentioned, two time yeah. reigning champion, twenty nine wins in a row. Yeah. Like, but and it's a and again, if we're doing it just if we didn't play any games and we're just doing it off power ratings, I would have Georgia as the best team in the country. I still think Georgia is the best team in the country, even though it lost to Alabama yesterday. But. It didn't win its conference. And in this format, in this system, like you were saying, Chip, if there are three undefeated Power 5 champions and there are two Power 5 champions with one loss, a one-loss non-conference champion should not be part of the conversation. So just like Ohio State isn't part of the conversation, Georgia shouldn't be either. And then you add the twist, which is really what I think the only thing the committee can do to leave Florida State out is to reference the quarterback situation. Because if you go resumes, Florida State's resume is just as good as anybody out there. And I would mm-hmm. say it's better than Michigan's. Like, you know, I mean, like if you went from 13 games, not just two games, which is really all Michigan played, Florida State would have a better resume. Um, and if you stack it up against Bama's, they have a common opponent that nobody's bringing up. Like they did both in LSU. Yeah. In Bama and Florida State. And Florida State won on neutral versus a healthy LSU by three touchdowns. Bama, you know, won by two touchdowns at home in which Jaden Daniels was going off on them and then got knocked out of the game. Like all this, it just, it drives me nuts because we have to do this. Like I, I felt embarrassed for Kirby Smart. Not but he had to. It was the same thing Nick Saban did last year. I mean, it's embarrassing for those guys to tarnish their legacy by having to go out there and grovel and try to make their case. It's awful. I mean, it's politicking, right? Yeah, but it's embarrassing. But Leave the politicians the in D.C. That's, right. Yeah. It's, that's why I don't like the playoff. I mean, it. I, I originally wanted it back in the BCS era when I thought, okay, this is stupid. Just have two teams. Let's get to the playoff. Now we've had the playoff for a decade. I think it's dumber than the BCS was. I think it's ruined the sport. I think it's ruined the conversation around the sport because instead of talking about like, like that's the one thing I was proud about with our show last night is we didn't spend the entire time debating this. We talked about the games. I think the playoff is turning the sport to not talking about anything that happens in the sport. It's just everybody yelling about what they want to happen now. Maybe that changes with 12. Maybe. 
I hope so. Also, Danny, like from the jump, yeah, I remember, I mean, everyone, this is not like a unique, but you were the first person to say it after Jordan Travis goes down. That you cannot use the Kenyon Martin Cincinnati story because basketball has five on the feet on the court at the same time. And you said football's the ultimate team sport. You got mm-hmm. 22 starters. You are one through 85. And honestly, if we're talking about you know what we saw from Florida State last night, is that they've they've got a lot of very important players who are very good beyond Jordan Travis that does that deserve a, sh- a chance to go compete for a national championship. Yep. Michigan is number one. Oh man, you're ahead of how? Yeah. How are you ahead of me? Dang it, oh, you have it better than I'm better than you are. I pay for that high class cable. I'm like three I just, seconds I just, behind. I just figured the chat would tell us. So somebody somebody will have have old, old school cable on there. Yeah, but they might psych us out too, and then it'll be really yeah. bummed. Just that's oh, yeah. to be. That, that's <laughs> the only one. Are they gonna I go one? Oh my god, Illinois at two? No. Oh my go <laughs> Look at Bilma. Are they going to go one, six? They'll go one, two, then they'll go six. Like, they're going to build as much drama for the four spot as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. I've been in that set. <laughs> That's actually uh, pretty smart. Yeah, it's great. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you? And they've Please done it before do where they've revealed. Please don't yeah. do a commercial break after this. <laughs> oh, they're going to hit a break. No, they may not. no, no, they will. Right, would, but would we hit a break? We would hit a break. I would never <laughs> do that to our listeners. I yeah, respect once... them too damn much. Number two, oh. the Washington Huskies. All right. By the way, Washington should have been number one. Like, that's ridiculous that like, that we're going night. off resumes, but see, you know, who the heck knows what they're looking at. Washington's resume has been better than Michigan's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's a legit argument for Washington. And so one Michigan, that makes them in the Rose Bowl, right? They get to choose. They haven't, I'm, the screen I'm looking at hasn't declared which one is which, but they do whatever. They might pick Sugar. But come on, man. We're talking about the Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines from the Big Ten. There's no chance Michigan would choose to play on turf against a team that is closer to New Orleans geographically, regardless of which of the three it is. Oh, whether it's Florida State, Texas, or Alabama. Right. Right. Like, there's zero percent. Like, if you're Michigan, you want to play further away from those teams on grass. Like, Michigan's going to choose the Rose Bowl. At least not as not if you're as smart as you're always telling everybody you are. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, the Texas Longhorns. Knew it. Oh, oh man. Now they go six. Now they're going to show us like Georgia at six, and then they're going to yeah. go to commercial for four and five. <laughs> Washington, Texas. So that's the first time they've leapfrogged and undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, and they're giving them credit for beating a team that lost to South Alabama at home 33 to seven and lost on the road to UCF 45 to 3 but they're enamored with the style points how great they looked against them. Hey, listen man, easy. I'm just clearing it up. I'm just clearing it up. Te- Texas looked good. They sh- they absolutely they looked great. They looked awesome. Versus they they didn't look as good as UCF did against them or South Alabama, but they looked great. Well, they they looked good. They did. I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm, saying they didn't. I'm filling out my uh, my awards ballot. I think I'm going to do Steve Sarkeesian as my national coach of the year. Really? Yeah. You got yeah. you got another while we're Texas sitting here waiting. Is back. I mean, yeah, this is the best season that Texas has had since 2009. What's and it's that, impressive. Strength of record or strength of schedule? Because I have no clue. They're, they're both, both metrics, ESPN metrics. Yeah. Strength of record matters more because it's what you do against the your resume, game. right? That's like, more like, your resume. Otherwise, congrats to South Carolina for being in, yeah. in, in the college ball playoff. Number one strength <laughs> of schedule, right? Like, I don't know. 
Yeah, strength of record. The premise is what an average team would do against, against your schedule. schedule. Yep. I think mm-hmm. Florida State's getting screwed. Just Danny's, for the record. Danny's terrified right now. <laughs> I, I kind of do too. Um, but a lot like I don't think it was a leak w- with the betting markets this morning. Like a, an international book opened like some wildly different lines than what your US domestics had. And it looked like everybody just arbitraged the two numbers against each other. Georgia is at six. No oh surprise. man! Not, so it's, it's, it's this is what we thought it was going to be. That's an excellent podcast right here. Someone's going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, come on, ESPN. When I said we'll start at twelve fifteen, I thought we'd have the answers. Yeah. Yeah. What do they do? Like the beauty pageant? Then they just go five four, or do they go four? <laughs> if if Florida State is at four, does McElroy flip the desk? That's he's actually been know. pretty fair. I mean, he's all along. Thinking of flipped, his position, position has flipped pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he was very much like Alabama's at four. Oh, okay. man. Told you. The games don't matter. The, the games, games don't matter, don't matter right. at all. Uh, by the way, this will be the first time since 1990 that we've had co national champions. Because <laughs> after Florida State goes to win, uh, yeah, the bowl or game. Georgia, if they're squared up where Brett uh, McMurphy has them, he hasn't playing in the Orange Bowl. Florida State versus Georgia. When are that games a national champ? So you have co-national champs. Michigan and Alabama in one semifinal. Washington and Texas in the other. Florida State at five. Georgia at six. Games don't matter. Oh, games the results don't matter. don't matter. Yes, not. All right. Mm. Mm. Kind of All the perfect right. storm of them having cover, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with with the format changing, like the, what they do this year, they don't have to really hold that as precedent for future years because they're like, oh, it was a different format. That was the four team format. Now we're in the twelve team format. So, you know, the networks kind of run the sport, guys. And yep. yeah, the. Uh... The soul of the sport is on trial. And it's dying. <laughs> I was already the verdict was already out a long time ago. How, the soul's how many, been lost in the 1950s. Hey, listen. Yeah. They they're about to trot out NC State athletic director Boo Corrigan to explain why the ACC It's Well, the ACC of, did just die. He doesn't care. The, the ACC uh, doesn't like Florida State. Don't get the ACC right. just died. That's really, that's the long-term thing of this. It's done. I mean, I've been saying that it's been a dead conference walking all year long, but that was the death blow. They're gone now. Rough. All right. Coming up on the other side, we will turn our focus to those matchups. Again, Michigan and Alabama in the Rose Bowl, Washington and Texas in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Some instant reaction, keys to the game, and more. Next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As we are reacting to the college football playoff announcement, Michigan at one, Washington at two, Texas at three, Alabama at four. Michigan and Alabama will be in the Rose Bowl on January 1st at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Then the primetime game in New Orleans, Washington and Texas. Um, we'll start with uh, with Michigan and Alabama. Boy, I tell you what, Michigan would have loved to see Florida State revealed at number four. Why? Really? <laughs> yes. Is that controversial? No. No. I, I, I disagree. Okay, I let's hear it. I, mean, I, I think Florida State's defense may be the best defense that's out there. They've at least proved that the last couple weeks. Like, and it could be easy to score against them. I think uh, Florida State's offensive weapons are better than Alabama's. Like, that goes to the whole conversation, which we completely ignored because we got caught up in resume. What the? I mean, are they going to be an underdog, Michigan? I mean, if the books yes. loved. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, no, we'll they'll get be the underdog. Soon. They might not start there, but they will finish there. Oh, like over the course of the between now and January one, Alabama's yeah. just going to get enough action that because mm-hmm. Michigan's power rating was better than Alabama's, what three but three weeks ago? Yeah, roughly around there. But they've they as they you know Penn State, um, Ohio State. I mean, shoot, we even talked about it. Michigan's two touchdown drives last night. Tom, what was it? Eleven yards combined. Yeah, six yards and five yeah. yards. Yeah, they they scored they scored two touchdown drives each of less than ten yards, and I think that what I believe we have seen uh, in terms of the Michigan power rating is a is a downgrade just because you don't think that they are as dynamic as they were offensively. Alabama, I think, has been getting upgraded as as Jalen Milrow continues to you know, whether it's whether it's heroics, whether it's performance. You know, Tommy Reese getting a little bit better too. Um, it. That that's a one four that's a one four matchup that's um you know a little bit eerie when you think about the very first college football playoff semifinal when it was a one Alabama against a four Ohio State. And you know, Ohio State was the team that had sort of jumped its way in there, jumping ahead of Baylor and TCU. Now Alabama plays that role. Um, but what are some of your initial thoughts on what that matchup's gonna look like? I mean, if, if Bama's gonna have to win it, they're gonna have to run through two teams who have a hell of a lot better defensive lines than georgia does before we get to washington texas it sounds like you're you're expecting that texas would be is is going to win or Te- like your Te- texas will close uh, probably around like a six or six and a half point favorite i would i would expect against washington yes right. um look like, like we we talked really all season like georgia did not have the same level of bodies up front that they normally have i think those guys are on michigan and texas this year and Maybe Florida State, but you know we'll we'll leave that part out. Is like what what's the line now? Probably Michigan two. I would expect for an opener. Michigan two and a half. Michigan three. Is that real? What we got in the it's the Sugar Bowl is Michigan Alabama. No, no, yeah. no. Michigan Alabama is the Rose. Right. Okay. Yeah. Washington yeah. Texas is the Sugar and Cover Three Tailgate is saying we're looking at Michigan two and a half or three and Texas about four and a half. If they give you three with Michigan or with Bama, you should probably take that. I don't think that's going to last. But a lot of it will come down to who is actually healthy for Michigan. You know, they've been holding out certain guys and still covering uh, despite it. But like 
they have some offensive linemen who have been out who will matter. You know, what about some of their corners who, who will matter? Um, you know, like it, it's it's an interesting matchup. Like how many points can Michigan actually muster? I don't know. Like that Alabama defense is for real. Alabama's offense yesterday kind of luck boxed its way to a win, to be frank. I mean, they, they had 300 total yards and one, you know, one score was off like a, a short field and the other was on probably a missed call, which should have been a fourth down stop. So probably more of a defensive fight in that one, I, I would expect. Uh, we'll see. Like Michigan's defense is not a joke. Yeah, it's I, I, I mentioned I mentioned it on last night's show. Michigan's offensive line to me was a legit concern, especially with the Zinter injury, because they were already banged up. And, you know, Zinter's not going to be back and you're losing your starting right tackle. That's not good news, especially when you're going up against now. Alabama with has two very good edge rushers on the ends of their defensive line. So that is going to be a very interesting matchup. But I do think just looking at both of these teams, like, I mean, locks pods a month away, but I'm probably taking the under. Ooh. The, you know, I, I don't know how much success either offense is going to really be able to muster. I have to see what the total is, but I don't think either one of these teams is capable of putting up a big number on the other. Do we have a total yet for this? Probably like a 47. I love you, bud. <laughs> I'm just trying probably, to what you yeah, know. Yeah, it, you're it, probably it, right. I guess the thing. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting game. Which quarterback would uh, you take? Forty-five and a half for Alabama, Michigan, according to FanDuel. Sixty-one and a half total for Washington, Texas. Texas a four and a half point favorite. Michigan a two and a half point favorite versus Bama. Mm. Fast track Under, in the Super over. Bowl. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but one thing that does neutralize everything is Jalen Milrow. Like, ha- they haven't faced a dynamic quarterback like him. You know, this will be the best, you know, because, I mean. Drew Aller and Kyle McCord. <laughs> right? You know. And those guys aren't exactly the type of weapons, you know, the weapon that, that they have. So, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun matchup. First of all, I, you're disrespecting Deacon Hill. Um, <laughs> that's right. You try tackling that guy. Go ahead. I mean, I like shout out to Adi. Like Talia is what probably the the best quarterback in the in that last like five weeks of Michigan's schedule. Talia was probably the best quarterback they faced. No, Kyle McCord and Drew yeah. Eller are better than Talia. <laughs> okay. I I know Talia got the Big Ten career record for passing yards, but that was the most empty calorie passing yard career record I've ever seen. Okay. I mean, yeah. empty calories count too. If, if oh, Bo Nix can play nine years to become the most career starts leader, then yeah, you can get those yards wherever you need them. Good, good for you. What about, um, what about Michigan moving the ball on this Alabama defense? It's hard to expect they will have much success because what we have seen from Michigan against the best defenses it's faced, it has not been nearly as consistent in those games against Penn State and Ohio State as it is against everybody else. And we have seen them hit big plays to help get them points. We have seen them be able to, in the game, establish the run as it wore on, but those were in games where their offensive lines were still mostly healthy. I don't know that they will be able to do that against this Alabama front. It, it's going to be really tough. I don't know that Michigan has the receivers on the ex, on the exterior to deal with what Alabama has at corner. 
the most interesting matchup to me is what will Alabama be able to do against like Loveland and Michigan's tight ends? Because I think that's where you're going to have to look if you're Michigan to move the ball vertically. You're going to be looking in the seams in the middle of the field, trying to split the safeties and seeing what you can get there. So that will be a, a key matchup. Come on, no boys. Well, let's go. I know. I know it's, I know it stinks. It's okay. I'm just replying to text. I, I got my phone's yeah. blowing up, you know, Orlovsky's over here mad. He's texting me because I said RG3 put him in a body bag, which he did. He did. I will, oh not, back, I will not back away from that. I didn't know Orlovsky did college. Like, not well, but like, good God. Oh, oh, oh. Um, man, like, like at least RG3's in college. Again, I'm the I, t- and I texted him back. I am more mad at the sham of a system that we call a playoff. And Booger was right. It is a beauty pageant because that's what you've decided now. We've totally deemed irrelevant teams being able to overcome adversity in a quarterback, because I I'm, I can't even hear the argument, but I'm sure that's what the committee Boo Corrigan is going to say. Florida State was not the same without Jordan Travis, which is true. But they weren't going to be the same team that we saw last night either, because that was their third string. They're getting back Rodemaker. It's just the system is the thing that's that's trash. And that the beauty pageant aspect of it, going back a couple of years now, is why I was so adamant that I never thought Cincinnati would get in. Like, that's right. why, to me, the biggest surprise they've ever done is put Cincinnati in this thing. Because it's funny how everybody knew a few years ago Cincinnati had no shot against Alabama or whoever it was going to be in the playoff, but they were arguing to put them in. But this year with Florida State, it's like, well, we can't put them in. They've got no shot. <laughs> so, I mean, look, I, I think they got the four best teams who won a conference title. As yes. The constituted. Like, I, I, it's disingenuous to argue on here that that none of these teams would be like a dog FSU, right? Correct. To Tom's point, through 12 years, they've never done this. All of a sudden, now they're going to actually do the four best teams based on like power rating plus conference titles, I guess, as opposed to actually earning your way in. All because Herbie didn't want to blow out. You know what, though? I respect competitive game. I respect Herbie for being straight up about it when he was saying it. He's like, listen, I've yeah. watched so many blowouts. I would rather just have a good game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but to also at the same time, claim that he doesn't care about ratings and called him BS. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Michigan, Alabama, Texas, and a West Coast team. I mean, if you want to go see FP and on, like, this, this is built for television. Like, these matchups on January 1st are built to do a number. Yep. You know what nobody's talking about? That like, Nick Saban's going to win and then retire and walk it off? No, that like I last year I thought was going to be the year we had two Big Ten versus two SEC. This year is the year we've got two Big Ten versus two SEC. So congratulations <laughs> to the Big Ten and the oh, SEC for getting the entire God. field in there. It's who two Big football, Ten SEC semis. College football, they like that going into the season or maybe it was even going into last season. Like whenever anybody did the doomsday of like, like yo college football is just going to be the AFC and the NFC. And it's just going to be the sec and the big 10 like this. This sure looks like that's what it is. Two big 10 and two sec, the big 10 sec challenge. <laughs> Can we just, I'm sorry. just want to mention that we are one Auburn defensive back blowing his assignment away from this. Never having been an issue. Yep. And that, like, I, I'm not going to argue against Alabama being in because, I, like you said, but of the five conference champions in a power rating standpoint, these are the four best that are in. 
But there was all this talk after Alabama won last night about how well they played to finish the season ever since that Texas loss. And we were just ignoring the Arkansas game, needing that miracle to beat Auburn. It's like they didn't play that well. They just kind of got they had like an Auburn ass season and got pretty lucky in some spots and won. So, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. All right. Coming if you up get them the- out of the ACC, I, I, I think FSU fans will be happy in the long term. If what? If this uh, if, is what if, if this gets Florida State out of the ACC, I, I think Florida State fans will look back on this as a fond moment, as a screw job, but one that, like, realistically, you are not going to win the title with Tate Rodemaker. I don't think what? anybody oh, can oh, yes. like. But if it gets you out of the ACC, would you change your opinion on that? Would I don't think any of the fans want to stay in this trash conference. Not like from a quality of play standpoint, from like a fans don't go to the games, it's not a good experience, that type of thing. Would you change your opinion if Rodemaker beats Georgia? No, because I, I, don't, I don't think these bowl games are, are like real indications. I, I don't put bowl games in my power ratings. I would expect a ton of opt-outs on both sides. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think these are true indications of what you are, which is one reason why I'm happy for the 12-team playoff. Because I don't think we're going to have probably any, but certainly not nearly as many opt outs in a 12 team system as we do in this, you know, current system. We are, I, uh, yeah. Well, I, it's throw in the portal. It's like, are, are you opting out because you just don't want to play, or are you opting out because you're going to transfer? Like, that's what's. Oh, I meant like draft the, stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, we're going to have opt outs in playoff games 100%. And for, we'll argue about draft. how. I've already got I've got the tweet bookmarked and saved for when it happens. Mean spirited, Tom. Very mean spirited. Saying I've I've kept receipts too. That's all. All right. Do you have receipts? Yeah. Coming up on the other side, uh, a breakdown of what we're expecting from Washington and Texas in the Sugar Bowl game two of the day on New Year's Day. Next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Alabama and Michigan. Um, Tom, when you think about the Washington-Texas matchup, you hinted earlier that, you know, sure, it's not, looks like an over matchup to you. What, what about Texas's defense and, you know, the what Michael Penix might be able to do? Uh, you know, Quinn Ewers coming off a tremendous performance. What are some of the initial thoughts on that matchup between Washington and Texas? Again, Texas favored by about four and a half uh, right now on the open. Well, we touched on it a little bit last night when we were kind of just pontificating about potential playoff matchups. Like Texas's secondary 
is a bit suspect. The front is fantastic. It might be the best in the country, but the secondary has some holes that you can get to. And then we've talked about how Washington, when its three receivers are healthy, there are very few secondaries in the nation capable of covering and stopping all three of them. So you've got that matchup of Washington's receivers versus a Texas secondary that's kind of iffy. But you've also got the matchup where Washington has been better, I think, over the second half of the season, or at least more complete as an offense because they've been able to run the ball. I don't know if they'll be able to run the ball nearly as well against this Texas defense. So it could come down to Michael Penix and those three guys having to hit some big plays and shots. On the flip side, you're giving Sark a month to prepare for a team. Mm. And we have seen Sark do very, very good things in a week. You give him a month, you give him the talent that he has, and you give him a Washington defense that, while not as bad as I think most of the talk about, or like if, if you're, if you haven't paid super close attention to Washington this year, you probably just assume its defense is bad because it plays in the Pac-12 and there's a lot of high-scoring games. It's better than you think. It's not elite. It's not the kind of defense that I think is going to have a realistic shot of shutting down this Texas offense. So I look at this matchup, and I am seeing a game that is going to be 42-38, to 38, something like that. It's going to be a really, really fun. I mean, if you look at these two semis, this is the one I would bet on being the most entertaining by far. You, I mean, you have to, like, this total has to be in the 60s. Yeah. Yes. I would, I would think. 62 and a half. It's on, it's on turf? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, this is going to be indoors. In no weather. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be in the 60s. I, and you mentioned Steve Sarkeesian. How about give Kalen DeBoer yeah. Yeah. a yeah. month to prepare? Like, these, yeah. these two coaches, it's, it's going to be awesome. You, and... You, Washington a month to get healthy. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing that all the I mentioned this several times that like coming into the championship weekend. Like, if you can just get through this weekend, we've been looking at Washington being like, man, there's some they look banged up, they look hurt, their receiving core, Penix, all of it. They get a month to get healthy. You might get the version of that offense you saw in the first month of the season. This is this is a game. If you're a defender on Texas or Washington, you're not gonna want this to be on your draft tape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because you're going to get cooked for the most part. Well, and it's so funny. You were talking there about the Washington defense, and I was just remembering um, the opening stages of the Pac-12 championship game when Bo Nix is running for his life. And that's an offensive line that we talked about as one of the best in the entire country. And Washington was able to get pressure, get penetration, and and really make Bo Nix uncomfortable in a way that they were behind the sticks and then third and long scenarios. I mean, Oregon could not put together any kind of drive early on in that game. It was, a, it was an impressive showing, you know, from a Washington defense that had been, you know, under, like we went from Jimmy Lake, which was offense optional coaching, mm-hmm. right? You still had some of those, you know, highly talented players. You didn't have the the monsters on the defensive line. You had good edge rushers. You had had enough players that you knew that, they they could flip a switch, and it looked like at least in that Pac-12 title game early on, you know they they had a good plan to be able to win those battles, and, and that'll be a big challenge going up against another good offensive line uh, in the Texas Longhorns. Anything else on Washington, Texas? I mean, That's a I, cool color matchup. Texas <laughs> Texas is potentially going to New Orleans and then Houston. Yeah, friendly, I mean, you're, for yeah, uh, the you're, Texas Longhorn fan base. I mean, that's the, like 
with Michigan going, Michigan has to travel way out to the West Coast, but at least they have to drag Alabama across the country with them. Washington's got to fly across the country to New Orleans where it's going to be playing a Texas team that is very close to home. So it's it's a bad spot. You know, I I think like the happiest team is Texas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you of, have, yeah, yeah of, four, correct. Like I, uh, I don't think I don't think Bama's overjoyed about playing Michigan. No. Like, I mean, they'll probably go off as a small favorite, but like Michigan's going to bang you for sure. And like that won't be easy. We also have one of our shortest turnaround semifinal, the title game that you can possibly have with January 1st and the 8th. Sometimes it has yeah. been as many as like 10, 13, wasn't it 12, 13? 13 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also don't know uh, the status of Xavier Worthy. So mm-hmm. in the post game, Steve Sarkeesian said that the x-rays were negative and he's fine. Um, I'm going to take him at his word for that, right? If I was a coach, I would say that regardless of whether he was fine or not, just to make sure my team gets in. You know, kind of like I, I thought Florida State should have done the Aaron Rodgers, he's coming back in three weeks type thing. With, or just with, lied. With Jordan Travis. Just lied right. about it. Just yeah, kept exactly. him under wraps. Today he's rehabbing. Yeah. They would have been better off. Exactly. Um, so in, in some ways, from a power rating standpoint, clearly this is the best matchup for Texas. Style-wise, it is arguably the worst. Ooh. In terms of, of Washington's ability to throw the football around. And trade paint, exploit your weakness. Yeah, like Washington's pass game is way better than Alabama's and way better than Michigan's. So, like, if you're Texas, you got to get through this. If you get through this, I think you actually match up extremely well against the other two because your bigs are just as good as Bama's bigs, I think, and just as good as Michigan's bigs. Do you want to see an Alabama-Texas rematch? We could finally find out who's better. <laughs> oh, they play because again, we've we've already determined oh, that. I mean, <laughs> some results, some games, some results matter, some don't. It depends. What it depends so, on. That's that's you know, gray area. I say this. Say it. Yeah. If say you it. have to, call, as long as it's not you know. Yeah. yeah you, don't. So y'all don't y'all are gonna join softball. Y'all are going to join softball teams next year, right? Then we're not going to do that Tuesday night show and pretend these rankings matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I ain't into that. I mean, I already didn't do it, but like, it, it's fakery every week. Yeah. I want to say, I, I speaking was... of that, speaking of that kind of energy, I've seen a lot of people in the comments saying they're done with college football after this. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. believe you. They'll be back. I think you'll be right back. I do think Florida State fans might, might not go to the Orange Bowl. I don't know. If we can sell this as a national title game, I think they will. Man, yeah, there I is an SEC opponent. If you go 3-0 and against the SEC and you have a common opponent, two common opponent, opponents, and you beat Georgia by more than Bama did and Bama wins it, I think you have a legitimate claim to the national championship. David, I, I, my you heart guys, I always the camera of Mike Norvell and the team live. Yeah. Like, I, um, I catch a lot of heat every year. Because I cry about the preseason rankings. This is exactly why they matter. You know, like the perception of your conference is shaped from the get-go by everyone. Like the SEC had the worst record against non-conference opponents than any of the Power Fives. And yet at the end of the season, 
We're talking about ranked wins and how impressive the conference is. Even though there's no metric that says that. Bud had an outstanding video that you should go check out that gave their best wins. And it's a joke because they don't have any. And they still get the benefit. They do. Uh, and I mean, well, look, it, get out of your poverty conference, boys. Join a real yeah, one. It, it, I, I, I think it's telling how, um, like Fox's broadcast of the Big Ten title game, is praising what an excellent defensive battle it is. Yeah, like, Fox is promoting its product. Yep. Tessa Tor and Jesse Palmer are up there acting like it's beneath them to call the ACC title game. Like, when was it, if you guys don't want to do it, you can probably find somebody who wants to do it. There's a good, lot of good broadcasters out there. When was the last time Herb Street didn't call the ACC championship? Yeah, but he's so busy now. Like, come on. That, that's not, I mean, it hasn't stopped him before from getting on his jet and making it there. He's With always, the dog. Busy this always busy. Yeah. But didn't he do Friday? He night did Friday. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Um, any any other any other words on Washington and Texas? We can't help ourselves. We just keep cycling back, and we're gonna start spinning in circles pretty soon. Um, any anybody else got any thoughts on the the Washington Texas matchup? It was a great Alamo Bowl a few years ago. I'd be thrilled if it's anything like that game. Wasn't that last year? No, uh, there was one. Or you know what? I'm confused. I'm I'm thinking of Washington Baylor. The, Alamo Bowl game with RG3 in them a few years ago. Sorry, my bad. There was a Texas-Washington Alamo Bowl, but it was a different one. Nick Saban's so happy. He's smiling. I'm happy Nick yeah. finally got something good in his life. Yeah, he finally got the break he needed. It's about time that Nick Saban yeah. and Alabama have caught a break. You know, nothing ever goes their way. <laughs> Man, he's... Mm. All right. <laughs> Anything else? No. Yes. No. No. Sad, noble. This is making me sad. <laughs> uh, it's just, again, it goes back to the players. I'm so pissed for the players. Yeah, I, exactly. Like, I feel bad for those guys. Think about Jordan Travis. Puts his body on the line. Everything out there. Lost. All for not. All for nothing. Mm-hmm. I think Tom's tweet said it right, though. Like, we, we, we can stop pretending the games matter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some games, man. We'll still, we'll still talk about them. Damn it. Yeah, we'll still talk about them. But, like, I mean, if I think you a lot of people will we'll talk about fake rankings every Tuesday night with all my chipolytics figured out and strength of schedule ratings, even if the games don't matter according to the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, I will find them interesting and make them interesting every Saturday night. Tuesday night shows are on the chopping block, DK. I do can, think that we can have that conversation. Yeah. I just I'm want to say driving one around thing. trying to get my kids from practice, get home in time for the reaction show, and it doesn't matter. I just want to make a plea to the listeners, to the people watching, college football fans in general, and this is the basis of what I have. It's been part of the foundation of my complaints the entire time. Don't let them devalue conference titles. Don't let them devalue beating your rival. Don't let them devalue the feeling that you have every Saturday during the fall watching your favorite team play, win, lose, whatever. Do not devalue that just because television networks want you to think that the only thing that matters is winning a national title in a college football playoff system that has actual no real kind of guidelines set down to determine the teams other than we get in a room at the end of the year and we pick the teams we think should be in it. It doesn't matter. The national title is not the most important thing in this sport. It has never been the most important thing in this sport. 
your relationship with the sport is more important than anything. Your relationship with your rivals, your relationship with your conference. Keep that at the forefront. Don't worry about this bullshit because that's all it has ever been. And that was proved finally and emphatically today. Love that. Good, good note to go out on. Uh, we will be back Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Tom's about to, you know, get his fingers ready. Buddy and Danny are sad now. Look at me in three hours. <laughs> oh, today bowl rankings? Yeah, yes. he's about to rank every Ooh. single bowl game. Those bowl rankings and uh, more just general bowl thoughts will be uh, topic of conversation for Mondays upon further review, as well as getting to hear some of the react. You know, we've been live with you for the last 45 minutes. So we get to hear from coaches. We get to hear from athletic directors, you know, have a little bit more response there. So again, upon further review, bowl rankings edition, Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Bud Elliott 3. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah.